the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com. Mike Gennetti, presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Visit morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Go ahead, Paul. You're about to say something. No, no, not really. Okay. Good not to be really. back. Good to be back. Yeah, took good to be back. We took a little week off, and uh, uh, that doesn't mean the sports contracts world hasn't been <laughs> churning away. I guess the only thing I was going to say was, uh, as a preview, looking at Mike's notes for our show today, I'm sort of uh, pleasantly surprised it's an Antonio Brown free zone. I, well, not now. I just assumed that was gonna that was gonna find its way into our conversation somehow, right? <laughs> well, all right. Th- this is a good starting point. You can't yeah. kill crazy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. What? Uh, this is fascinating to me. Get what you pay for. You is know, what I keep I th- thinking of. I thought last week was a good week to have Drew Rosenhaus on, but I was wrong. Right. <laughs> right. He, I, he's I mean, willing to for. First of all, I, I think it's. I think he just doesn't want to participate in training camp and save his body. I mean, why? Uh, I mean, really. Yes. You're right. With the advancements of technology, Antonio, there's not one helmet out there that will give you the vision. Mm-hmm. They're probably more comfortable, the helmets now, and the things they can do. They can probably change out your face guard uh, however you want, how many times. They do it like a pit stop in NASCAR now in the I NFL. I just think it's an ex- – I think – not to take words out of your mic's mouth, Mike. I just think that's just an excuse for him being Antonio Brown. I see both sides. I actually have a statement about both sides. I agree. I think this is smoke where there's other fire, and we'll get to that. But you've you got to be some, somewhat sympathetic to, to a guy you know, and his equipment, right? I mean, you're not superstitious about your golf clubs, things like that. You don't have a putter. Yeah, but that he's you also not. With? He's no. also not using persimmon drivers anymore either. Well, no, no I'm just saying. Right. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have a big problem with this helmet too. It's a comfort thing. It's it's a you know. Well, listen, this is is this not the NFL saying, hey, look at what we're doing to protect our players. We've yeah. got new advancements in helmets. And the NFLPA, too, is all in part of this, too, sure. Kevin. I'm sure. But listen, haven't they done studies? A helmet's not going to protect you from a concussion. The brain still moves inside your skull. Yeah, but That's I think what, the studies have shown that these helmets are much yeah. reduce the risk factor significantly. There's all no right. question that side of it exists. I'm just saying, you know. I have, I have a batting glove that I prefer. You know what I mean? And if I lost that batting glove, I'd be pissed. And I, I, if I had to get a new one, I'd, ha- I'd hate it for six months. I'd hate it. Okay. But here's, <laughs> here's my argument to that. You're the, and you want to talk about golf, you're the best in the world. You will adjust. If you're really one of the best sure. in the world, you'll figure it out. Well, that's where we slide into Paul's comment of he, he's trying to avoid all the other minutia going on, which is I think he might have screwed up his career. <laughs> Have you feet? seen pictures of these feet? Yeah. And have, you, right. have you heard the athletes respond to his picture of these of the feet? I have not seen the photos of the feet. Who, who's the sprinter? Justin Gatlin? Yeah, who had yeah. the same did you who see, had the did similar you see his problem, remarks right? about this? He did the, he did this exact same thing. This is where they go in the cryo the, the cryo-freeze chamber, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. And he wasn't prepared. He didn't do the the right, the right things to prepare himself for it, and he essentially gave himself frostbite. Right. Gatlin had the same thing. He was out 6 months. He couldn't run for 6 months. People lose lose toes, appendages from frostbite. Amputation. Yes. Yeah, all those words came up <laughs> during when the when the picture got posted. It, it appears there's something seriously wrong with Antonio. Well, Brown. and the and the higher picture in all of this, Mike, is I think he's a guy who seems to crave the attention, positively or negatively, going back to Pittsburgh and everything that went there. It, whatever it is, whatever it was going to be, it could have been. It, this time, it's the helmet or whatever. I just think he he's. One of these guys who he's a typical wide receiver diva, and uh, they like the attention. You don't and, think and, coming to training camp in a hot air balloon was enough for a couple of weeks? No, <laughs> that's the scary part about it is it's not enough anymore. So Are you right. just seeing this for the first time? Yeah, and, but here's my question. Why yeah. is he smiling in the one photo? The yeah. bottom of his feet are totally blistered, yeah. and the skin is uh, gone. Gone. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. just burned off, it gone. Seems like it looks a little worse than you know. You know the being... other thing I noticed in this boy, he's got flat feet. Is that a oh, good thing? Thank you, Doctor well, just... Sylvester. <laughs> they look like flat feet. You know, maybe these maybe they don't have the right arch supports for him. No, you know, 
Boy, that is uh, it. It looked ooh. concerning to me. Yeah, that and the people and the and the yes, athletes' it. response to it was concerning for me. You know what I mean? Yes. I know feet feet in general don't get enough attention yeah. when it comes to athletes about how critical it is to their performances. Guys have f- had their careers end because of turf toe and f- I mean feet are. Let's be honest, it's all about the feet. We we spend so much attention on knees and things like that. If your feet are messed up, you're messed up. Why do I just keep thinking about athlete's foot when you're saying? <laughs> well, <laughs> just, yeah, maybe that's why they call so it that. Little gold bond's not going to fix this one. Uh, no, let me, let we're just, we're uh, laughing about it, but it looks it, it sounds yeah. pretty serious. Let me, let me, but again, okay. You're going into this thing. Do you think he owns one? Is he like LeBron James? I'm, got one I'm, in his backyard? I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. I mean, if because if you went to a reputable place, wouldn't yeah. they wrap your feet? I would imagine they would have taken care of it. I can't yes. imagine there was any way they would have allowed water to be in there to be able to do this. Right. So um, be very interesting yeah. to see yeah. as we record this on a Tuesday exactly how much of this is included in uh, the Hard Knocks episode that will air tonight. Interesting. Um, because the word is the Raiders have been very particular about what is being included included in the show so i'll be very interested to see they can't ignore it there's just no possible way they can to what degree will we learn anything or anything that we don't already know through the show that'll be worthy of your attention should you be a fan of the show later tonight what is the all right contract just about to go there let's let's take worst case scenario because that's really all i can do i can say to this let's say he's done let's say he's got to retire because of this which is crazy but let's just say it because it's a non-football injury and and we've had a few of these instances locally where the the, the team the, and, and the league can fight it. They can fight any guarantees and, and try to get these voided because this happened outside of the field. Um, he's got 30-plus guaranteed on his contract in terms of a $1 million signing bonus. That would be million. And $28 million – oh, yeah, sorry. $28 million uh, of guaranteed salary, which is guaranteed for injury. So, But not this kind that's of the, That's right. Guaranteed for injury, essentially, if it's on the field. So there would be concern that he could lose all $30 million because of this. No, oh, it makes sense. Those yeah. things are in the – I mean, teams have to protect themselves for the not – that's why, you know, you can't ride motorcycles, you know, yeah. going hot air – going in a hot air balloon wave. Yeah. Uh, seriously, maybe have well, violated it, right? I mean, before we, we – Don't we, go yeah. cliff diving, squirrel suits, you know, all those things. One thing I regret not asking Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, by the way, is this. What, I took a look at his contract again. It's been a few months, obviously. I took a look at his contract when this all came up, and it's structured with with high base salaries, right? So fourteen million and fourteen and a half million the next two seasons, which are guaranteed, and then a one million dollars signing bonus, which couldn't be more anti Pittsburgh Steeler. The Pittsburgh Steelers only guarantee signing bonuses and won't guarantee the base salary. So I, I I'm kicking myself for not asking Drew Rosenhaus if they purposely structured this deal as a slap in the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers, because it's exactly what it is. It's, it's the anti-Pittsburgh Steelers contract. Well, and that goes to my point, a little bit of what I've thought about with Antonio Brown, which is in some ways... Sure, it's a show. In some ways, what the, the Raiders trading for a player like this, who's a great player, let's no denying his greatness, um, but you know what you're getting, yeah. buyer beware, and this is what franchises like the Raiders do, and franchises like the Steelers say... Take them from us. Be, be, it's a desperation move. It's a desperation move by a franchise that's looking for an identity uh, in a in a coach and John Gruden, who I think has always been willing to take guys on that some teams would would walk away from. And I think there's some of this as this drama continues to build with Antonio Brown. It's what franchises that are striving to get to a point will do that others won't. You were shaking your head at me. Kevin. Well, I'm just saying the Raiders could have kept an identity mm-hmm. uh, a, a year ago yeah. by not trading the best defensive player in football. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, but to, again, to the point of a dysfunctional franchise, you make you, you trade one of the best guys with no drama in the world away to bring in a guy with super levels of drama, and now you have to deal with it. And guess what? This is what you welcomed into your house. It's a, it's a classic example of where the game is right now. Yeah. Right? It, it, it was more important to the Raiders to try to fix Derek Carr than it was to have a good defense, and that's just a fact. Or that's more what important they for them on. to replace the star they traded away, and they were willing to 
look the other with way. At My the, point is at with the, offense. Well, true, but with they were offense. willing to look the other way at the problems that were going to come with it because of that. Because, yeah, because it's all offense, because he's a pass-catching offensive player, right? <laughs> okay, I get your point. Yep. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some uh, recent NFL contracts and, and break those down. An interesting one to start with, yeah. Bobby Wagner, a self-negotiated deal. Yeah, we had this uh, two years ago with Richard Sherman, and Richard Sherman actually helped Bobby Wagner here. I was going to say, didn't they uh, – can you check their browser history? They were probably on spot track like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure they, they used all the evaluations they could get, right, to sort of bring themselves into it. Here's the, here's the thing, and, and we'll get to uh, some of the bullet points with the deal because I actually think Bobby Wagner did a very nice job here um, in a lot of cases. But I'm going to start backwards and, and move up. Um, the reason Bobby Wagner was able to do this is because it was sort of a no-brainer. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, Knew where he was when you know, he brings to the table. When you're that level of a player, when you're a tier one player in your position, which he is, even if he was pushing 30 years old, this was there was really no room for you know for maneuvering here. Seattle has, has a similar structure with all of their contracts. Russell Wilson just got his contract done. So you could kind of create a, a format off of Wilson's contract and just dumb it down to a defensive structure, which is essentially what Wagner has done here. Um, I wonder how much more of this we're going to see because of this, right? And it's not going to be your middle guys, right? TJ Yeldon's not going to do his own contract because he needs somebody to go out there and push the envelope with teams and get an extra million dollars. Sure. He needs to squeeze an extra million yeah, where he and he, can. he needs the leverage of being a yes. great player to make the team be willing to give him what he wants, yes. right? But, but he, yeah, but he needs someone to you know work out some extras because, you know, he magic. Need, he needs magic. Yeah, well, no, no, but, but he needs it more, so he needs somebody advocating for right. him and to squeeze out as much as he can That's because, right. hey, anybody, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, if you've ever negotiated your own contract, you cannot emotionally detach yourself from no. doing so. No, that's right. You know, watch a game show. Watch uh, that Howie Mandel show. What is it called there? Um, you know, with the banker, when they get the offers. Deal or no deal? Deal or no, no deal, deal yeah. right? Yeah, and they get a deal. It's like, oh, wow, 60 grand will do right. a lot for me. Blah, blah, I right. can get this, blah, blah, you know. Yeah. Like an agent just be like, no, we're going. Well, like, or, we're or, or look at the Jeopardy guy, Holzhauer, how he dominated that game because he took the emotion of the money right. out Correct. of the equation. Right. Well, Correct. We, we mentioned Sherman here. Sherman did a terrible job. He's, he's getting paid well. But he bet on himself. He did a lot of that himself. was incentive based and per game bonus based, which he ended up missing a ton of money on. We're gonna let's flip the switch on Bobby Wagner, who maybe learned a little bit from his buddy, who actually helped him out here. Bobby Wagner got a ton of money, and he was always gonna get a ton of money. That's my point, right? I mean, he was always going to push the eighteen million dollar per year envelope because that's just where we are defensively, and that's the kind of player he is. Here's the difference: Bobby Wagner's not a pass rusher, so for a, a non-pass rushing linebacker to do what he did here which is, you know, the first year fully guaranteed, a t- a 35 over $35 million over two years, which is actually more than C.J. Mosley, by the way. So, you know, for all the times that we and many of other people have, you know, crowed at that $90 million C.J. Mosley got, it's not cash structured as well as Mosley's three-year deal, which is the, the next point. This is only a three-year extension, which is phenomenal. We've talked about it till we're blue in the face on this show about how guys go five years, two of those years are just fluff. Why are they there? You're only doing that for team purposes. That is no benefit to the player because the, the team can end up keeping you for those two years. You don't want to be on that structure. You want to be gone. You want to have control. Wagner did a great job of maximizing two-year cash, getting this thing done in three years, and he'll have a chance when he's 31, 32 to, re, to redo this thing. You know what I mean? Let, um, me, let me say this, too. What, yeah. el, what else he's uh, got that Mosley doesn't hear, okay? Um, and Robert Rayola, you can text me, uh-huh, tweet at me if it. I got this wrong. But uh, Mosley... I, I know New York, but he's New Jersey, so I don't right. know. Is Technically, six and a half percent in New Jersey. It's, What's it's save about six, the same, if not worse. What's it? Roughly, Wagner's uh, saving himself ten percent overall from agent fees and playing You're in right. the state of Washington, right. tax wise. You're right. Yeah, so three million, three and a half million bucks easily. That's you're, you're you're dead right though. I didn't even add this in my notes. You're dead right. That brilliant. The three percent he saved on the agent for sure. You know, you know, was a factor. But we talked about per game bonuses that uh, Richard Sherman ended up losing a lot of money out on. Wagner's previous deal had one million in annual bonuses and per game bonuses, which you know you get banged up. That's sixty two and a half million a game you're losing, right? Sixty two and a half thousand. Thousand. Sorry, right. I'm thinking in millions here. Because um, that would be an amazing contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds Sam Bradfordish, doesn't it? Um, he had those reduced to two hundred fifty thousand uh, 
a year now. So and and this is getting a little nerdy, but this is important. This is something we track on the site as well. His previous contract had 46 man bonuses, which means not only are you healthy, but you're active. 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 You're active. This, these are 53 man bonuses on his new contract, so you know he can be banged up and miss a week here and there with a with a knock, and he'll still get his per game bonus. So he did a really good job to structure this, even though he's older. Like I said, he he was in an elite tier to where he he had more leverage than maybe most players would at his position. But, question right, we're talking about you know these these athletes across the league of his stature, defensively, offensively. Let's th- who's up next? Julio Jones. Julio Jones could be doing this right now. Julio Jones, and in fact, I tweeted this when Bobby Wagner signed his contract. It, it, Julio Jones should probably sign this exact contract. Three years, $54 million, 35 to $40 million guaranteed over the first two years. That, that's about right for a 31-year-old wide receiver mm. right now. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And, and when you've got those kind of com- comparables in the same year, I mean, literally months away from each other, why is Julio Jones wasting 3%? You know, I'm, well, all, I'm the, all for agents doing their job. Sure, but but in certain instances like this, when it sort of writes itself, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Some guys, but some guys just don't want to deal with it. They right. say, "Hey, you go to take care of that." And here's the other thing: agents do yeah, but do three percent. No, I I understand oh, f- that fifty four million. <laughs> but here's the other thing: agents do uh, do accomplish for these players mm-hmm. um, is they get them. Outside money, right? They give them the, the incremental dollars, sponsorship dollars, appearance fees, all those things. So, right. So, if this is going to ever become a trend, how how do players? Because how how do players understand the nuances and the parameters that you've just laid out that Bobby Wagner was able to take advantage? Because that's really the difference here. That's what you're getting from the agents is they understand the marketplace. They understand where the leverage, the comparables, all that other stuff. Well, they listen, they can get the comparables from spot track, right? right? Um, I I tweet everything I'm talking about. I tweet when contracts come up and I, and I do that for an education thing. I, I like to compare and rank and things like that, but I'm also trying to say, you know, you know, the cash flow thing, all the different elements and attributes of a contract that are, that are important to the negotiation process we, not only do we put them on the site in bullets below the contract, but I try to speak to it on Twitter as much as possible and on radio shows as well. So I, I think there's an education and that players are getting either internally or from sites like ours that it's just, like I said, when it's a slam dunk like this, it, it, it's almost silly not to you do it yourself. Here's a guess, Paul. Um, and this is for, you know, the top tier agents, the Drew Rose House in the world, mm-hmm. right? You know, they're going to... Uh, they're going to get their what they get, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they're established. But I think for for lack of a better term, right now, rank and file agents, right? It's going to be like real estate agents. What have we seen across the board in real estate? It used to be three percent you paid per agent. Now it's like two and a half. It might, and it's go, in some cases you can negotiate that down to two percent. And I could see that happening with sports agents. Like, hey, look, all right. <laughs> I'm going to SpotTrack.com. I know what I'm worth. Right. All right. I'm, you're going to get one and a half percent of this, but you get 15 percent of every any sponsorship cut or 20 percent, whatever it is, of any cut you get me with Nike or whatever. Right. Well, and, the contract and, becomes less of the work. Yeah, it, I still think it. I, I think for a lot, some of the guys, it is. And, right? to, and to make up to stick up essentially for the agents, the rank and file, Kevin. What what those guys are doing is lobbying for their guys. You know, it's sure. Bobby Wagner doesn't need to be lo- doesn't no, right. doesn't need the lobby for yeah, anybody. This is a very small the, the mid level offensive line guy who's looking for a team or is in danger of his rosters. But that that's where those agents are on the phone all the time with personnel guys saying, you know, I mean, so so to some degree, that's where the value of Absolutely. those guys come in, even equal to, if not sometimes beyond what the contracts are. Well, I think of Shane Costa, who we had in yeah. studio here, uh, you know, sounded to me like that guy works his ass off. Yeah. To uh, you know, get players tryouts to get him some guaranteed get money, get him in the right places, get him the right fits with the right coaches, right systems, you know, all those things. Yes. So yeah, we're not sitting here. I think in summary, we're not trying to devalue agents. They no. certainly have their but. Players are, are more educated. Very in very small yeah. cases, like a Bobby Wagner, it makes a ton of sense for yeah. what, for what he did. Yeah. So we're basically talking about one or two percent in the workforce That's in the it. NFL. That's <laughs> right. Um, Let's talk about what agents need to stop doing. Okay. With, with Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas here. Um, this was ugly, and we've seen it before. I know. You know, there's been usually with quarterback contracts when they're so big that it's easy to sort of, you know, fudge the initial report. This was ugly. We all knew Michael Thomas was was looking for a $20 million contract that had not been done by a wide receiver. 
Michael Thomas did not get a $20 million contract, all right? Even though for a day and a half, all the reports said this was a five-year, $100 million contract, blah, blah, right? It's First of all, the base value is $19.25 million per year, right out of the gate. If he just plays and he's not elite in the, in the last two years of his deal, he's got to be really elite in four years to, to even consider getting up to that $20 million per year mark. It's nineteen two five, But over the next three years, which as we know with five-year deals, the, three, the first three years are really all that matters, it's only a $45 million contract. It's a $15 million per year contract, which is less than Sammy Watkins, which is less than Jarvis Landry, which is less than Brandon Cooks. So I, I don't say this often, but Michael Thomas got hosed. He got hosed on this deal. <laughs> I'm not even sure who his agent is. I haven't done that kind of work on it. But I've looked at this thing inside and out. I've talked about it on a few shows. Uh, this is a terrible deal for Michael Thomas. I, I, he's an outstanding, productive receiver, receiver. This is a deal. And a lot of it has to do with where he's coming from. He wasn't a first-round pick. So he wasn't coming off a six million, $9 million fifth-year option like a lot of these guys are. So the gap to go from $9 million to $18 million is obviously less than $1 million, which is what he was set to make this year to $18 million. So I understand it from that point, right? He, he got his pay raise this year. But man, to, 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 to equate out to $45 million over three years for a player of his production, it just, it, it just to me, it's unacceptable. He would have made close to the same had he yeah. played out this year and got franchise tag, right? Franch- that's right. I, I, his 2019 salary of $1 million plus two straight franchise tags would have equaled $42 million. So he only added $3 million to his to his services here. Over the next three years, it's this is an old school, standard structure backloaded contract. That's what this is. This and, is an old I, school contract. And I think one of the interesting parts of that is the point that you made, which is basically his future is tied to where Drew Brees is. And I, I just and wonder if that factored into this. I I don't think you can deny that it does because the thing everything will change in New Orleans when Drew Brees decides to no but, longer play. All right, but so if you're Michael Thomas, you want more up front then. No, you want right. the franchise tag. Right. Well, give sure. me it. Give me it. Right. I, I'm not going I, I'm not signing you anything need long term until now. I know who your quarterback is. You need is. me more now because you need to keep 41-year-old guy going. Not even that. I don't want to do anything Long term until I see who my quarterback's going to be. Right. It's it's player centric. It's I'm going to get the same money anyway. So why would I sign a five year contract when I when Taysom Hill might be my quarterback? Right. So, but the argument on New Orleans side is well, yeah, you you are who you are because you have Drew Brees. You get a Hall of Famer thrown. Totally in football, true as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the that's the other side of this. I don't think I signed the contract. I think it's that bad of a contract. For all the reasons we just yeah. said, you're better off. You're, you are almost better off just getting franchise tagged. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm telling the argument from the Saints side. You're. I think I'm. I'm with you on this. Yeah. Michael Thomas is great anywhere. I think. I, I agree. mean, the guy is, and, and he that's just an catches everything. Point. You know, he's got suction cups on his hands. <laughs> he doesn't drop the ball. So that's an important point, though, because this is a tradable contract. So if Drew Brees does retire after this year, which I think is pretty possible, sure. Um, Oh, by the way, leaving behind twenty million of dead cap to the Saints next year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good luck there. Wow. Um, yeah, this uh, the signing bonus comes off the contract when he's traded, and then it becomes a really nice contract for somebody. So, I, I do think he's he's great wherever he is, and I I'm, I wonder if he's not long for the Saints here. Let's talk about Kevin Byard. Oh my god! This story involves Mike camping. So <laughs> right, and I saw I, 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 I saw your it. wife's uh, Facebook yeah, post. post. Yeah. About how you camp. Yeah, yeah, we get a nice air-conditioned cabin, and I uh, stream Mets games off my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking snobby craft beer. Um, which I was doing at the time that this contract got announced, Kevin Byard's contract with the uh, Tennessee Titans. Wait, which craft beer were you drinking? <laughs> Excuse me, a local one, Southern Tier. Southern Tier oh, Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. They have, a, they have a new, like, Michelob Ultra-type IPA. Yeah, the Swipe Right. Swipe Right. Yes. Yeah, which is hysterical. Swipe light. Swipe light. Swipe light. light. Yes. Pretty hysterical. Yes, and but it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Anyways. Nice, nice local brewery. Um, <clears throat> five years, $70.5 So that's what pops up on my phone as I'm streaming the game when I'm, when I'm glamping, right? Which is what I was doing. <laughs> so huge numbers for a guy. A nice player. Huge numbers. So I immediately start to put that in. How'd you get that signal, by the way, out in the middle of nowhere? I know I, where you went camping. my phone. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so okay. I can't wait to see that data, Bill. All right. Um, 
So I turn the Mets game off. I start to put these numbers in. I start to tweet a couple of things because this is a really nice contract. By the way, the headline there is he turned the Mets game off. (laughs) Sorry. The way they're going these days. I minimized it. Okay. So I was listening still. (laughs) This is so nerdy. Anyway, (laughs) so all that happened, right? Sounds like a great contract. And then I get home a week later and I see the contract. This is is an all-timer. I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I saw the details for this contract because, like I said, five years – Seventy and a half million. For those who don't know, this is the Titan safety. Anyhow, <laughs> excuse me. Pro Bowler, very good player. Yeah, he's getting eleven million this year, which is fine. That's a nine million dollar pay raise for him. That's a nice. That's a nice bump. It keeps the cap hit low for for Tennessee this year. Um, he would have received thirteen million next year. He's going to get twenty over two years. Seventy point five million over five. He's getting twenty over two years, and then it could be done. The dead money's so gone. So it's not a seventy million dollars. They they can save eight million in cap space by cutting him before twenty twenty one. This is a two year twenty million dollar contract structurally. So, I mean, holy cow! It's not even a great safety. Con- we we just saw safeties make fifteen million a year. He's getting ten over the next two. So it, it's all bad for Kevin Byard. I, I this was I, this is back to back. Michael Thomas, Kevin Byard. I cannot believe the structure of the first three years. So. We'll see if he lasts. This is a uh, he's not going to like this in 2021 is, is the point here. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady. We, we were mentioning Drew Brees, uh, how much longer he's going to go. Tom Brady, you know, continues to defy father time here. And it, just turned it was, 42 last week. Right. Where he was scheduled to make 15 million this year. And we've mentioned the show. There's yeah. just no way we see Tom Brady playing this year for 15 million bucks. There's been so much discussion about this contract that I, I can't wait. I've been waiting to get to Mike to say, tell me what this really, really means. I hate to sound like a broken record, but uh, this is the, the, fluff, the fluff report of all fluff. This is it right here. I just had to confirm this with our, our buddy Joel Corey. I actually did this morning. I, I reached out to him because, you know, there's obviously been – misreporting, you know, updated reporting, and then everybody wants to know, because on the site, obviously I have this as a two-year $70 million extension for a lot of days. And Which more, would make sense, right? Because that's Tom Brady told to us. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, you, you figure Tom Brady should make $35 million a year. Yes. Right. When Which you look ties at, Russell Wilson for correct. the highest average paid in the history of football. Correct. Except. It's not. Except it's not. None of that seventy million even exists. It's it doesn't exist. Yeah, right. It's basically a one year deal, right? It no, it is a one year deal. Okay. We got to stop saying basically. We okay. got to stop saying. Nope, pledged it. We got to stop saying it's it. There's a chance it's only a one year deal. We got to stop saying he's year to year. This is a one year deal. <laughs> this is a one year twenty three million dollar restructured contract. That's it. He got eight million dollars more than he was going to make. He got a signing bonus, a big signing bonus, and a smaller base base salary. Everything's going to void on March 17th. So it all void. It, March it's, not 17th, a, it's not a Brady it's choice. Gone. It's not a team choice. There's the, no the contract disappears. Poof. Gone. Next March. It's just like Drew Brees. And it's the it first time he's goes. ever done anything like this, right? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. But, all right. But all right. So you say. Because every one of his other deals always sort of had a team, right? It was a rollover, a team choice, or whatever. This is the first time that, I, that Brady will be technically a free agent. Should the con- should nothing be done before March seventh? That's a good point. Why did he do That's it? That's what I it's read over be the because weekend. Because he's forty two, right? And he wants the control, and the team needs. And the that control. was the the consensus of what I did a little reading over the weekend was this gives him the reason he would do it is yeah. to give himself control. He's never had control. The Patriots have always had the ability to extend deals, uh, team options, whatever. This well, is the first time where Brady will will what for whatever reason. Either he's going to retire or he wants to leave, which I don't think is true. Sure. He gets to make that decision. So the reason the Patriots did this is the same reason Drew Brees' contract exists, right? It's a three-year deal, so they can spread the $20 million signing bonus over three years. So let's say he does retire, right, next year or after this year. He'll have he'll leave $13.75 million of dead cap. No matter Patriots, what, it's on the just Patriots' Just like Brees cap. is leaving twenty. Yes. So, yeah – that is, look, they save five million in cap space by doing this, so that's part of it. That's definitely part of this. That's and Brady has done this every two years for that regard. Get myself in cash, save the team some cap. Why does it automatically void? I think for what we just laid out here, it's 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 probably about time. Everybody right? <laughs> wants to know if it means anything. Well, sure, it means you got room for Gronk when he comes back halfway that's through the year. That's true. Everybody wants to know if it means anything for. <laughs> 
Brady's future having what? a contract that expires next He's year. He's 42. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> it's what it's an amazing story still playing and still the best okay well, I, like so why is everybody wondering don't wonder people if he retired tomorrow you shouldn't be shocked no well i i thought it was interesting that he built in the the ability for the patriots to not franchise tag him that's true they why does glad that you matter that why does that matter has anybody actually thought about that? Do so you want to go play in California? Does he want to year? play somewhere else? Because because <laughs> I was just about to say to you, I don't. People want to speculate about that. I don't think he ever goes plays anywhere. But why else. would why would he not want a, a one year twenty six million dollar contract from the Patriots? Isn't that about what he's going to get anyway? But they can negotiate that should that get to the point next year, right? They or can do that. Does he want to match Peyton Manning to be the quarterback to go win a Super Bowl with two different well, franchises? But Paul, that's my point. He's probably going to get whatever the franchise tag is anyway, but he wants the control. He he wants the control. So there's got to be an inkling of him that says, "I might maybe I do want to play somewhere else," because the, otherwise you don't care about this. See, the the reason I say that I don't think he ever plays anywhere else is because of look at what his career has been. Is it's never been about well, I'm going to leave because I want to go play with better receivers. Well, that, that's never been the case in New England. He's succeeded no matter you don't what. Think lo- I, I don't. I just. I think Brady is smart enough to know that he and the Patriots and Belichick together are who makes <laughs> each of them who they are. But you don't think there's a part of him that wants one year to prove that it's him? Oh, I can't. I mean, I don't know. I can Come also on. tell you that he grew up as a Joe. Montana fan, and he may have looked at what happened to Montana, who made a mistake, but was never Joe Montana when he left the place that made him who he was. But Joe Montana was one game away from a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they lost to the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, but but Montana never had any kind that, of that level of success. Was Peyton Manning unbelievable in Denver? Uh, not the year he won the Super Bowl there. No, he wasn't. He was Man- Manning could barely throw the football at the end, right? He was throwing ducks. Sorry, Peyton, I love you, but I'm just saying like he wasn't the same Peyton Manning, yet he won a Super Bowl, and isn't he the only guy to win Super Bowls with two different franchises? Kurt Warner's taken two teams to the Super Bowl and won one with the with the Rams. I mean, what's the one thing Brady hasn't done? That's it, right? He's done everything else. There's so like, if Tom Brady at the end of his yeah. career could go, you know, take the 49ers to the Super Bowl, Growing up a Montana fan, if you're the 49, I know you got Garoppolo. Hey, but if you got Tom no, Brady for no, a year, that's that's the team. Unbelievable. No, that's the team that we've all identified. Yes. Garoppolo can be gone for nothing next year. Sure. That is the team right there. There you go. What a story. I, don't, I, I mean, <laughs> what a story. Everything you're saying has merit. Uh, we're all trying to get in Tom Brady's head. I just don't see it happening. I just think I, the history there, because, um, you know, I hear people saying, oh, my, they're not giving him anybody to throw to. When are they ever giving him yeah, anybody no, to throw to? Uh, Randy he Moss. May, well, once. He okay. makes the guys be the ones to throw to. So I just don't understand wh- why the, the motivation would be for him to go somewhere else. I, I just think he, listen, he's done everything. He wants the freedom to decide. I, Yes, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere, really. I, I just wonder why he had to do that. Why did he have to Be- negate the franchise? Because day? he can. Yeah, that's because right, a control right? thing. That's like LeBron James. It's a thing, control right? like thing. You got, yes. you got to do as much as you can do to keep player control. I right? think it's a control thing. It's like I want to decide, not you. What, whatever it is that yeah. I want to do. All right. I uh, just want to mention. Mike used the word nerds a few times here. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy football nerds. Ooh, it's time. It we're, is we're time. Here. Talk about it too. Dynasty owner. Listen, you can get the lifetime discount. You register right now through their Indiegogo campaign. We've told you about this for a few weeks. We're going to tell you about it one more time right now. DynastyOwner.com. You get to select a level of support, $250, 500 $1,000, You know, Go into the mattress, get your first community money out there, your buy mitzvah money. You've got it. All right, put it in here, DynastyOwner.com. You lock in a Dynasty team for life plus additional gifts such as hats, shirts, Yeti mugs. I left one in my golf bag, by the way, from a tournament. You're just coming from a golf tournament in northern New Jersey where going to the mattresses means something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, By the way, don't leave your Yeti mug in your golf bag. Just saying. Okay, game tickets. You can also, how about a one-week trip to uh, Private Villa in Mexico? The prizes vary based upon your selected level of support. So gear up for the upcoming football season. It's the first Dynasty Salary Cap Fantasy Sports game where you play the game week to week but use actual contracts and salaries. you got the power of coach, general manager, heck, even the power of Tom Brady. Visit DynastyOwner.com, register your team, lock in those great prizes, and you keep up with all the latest of the Dynasty Owner podcast wherever you subscribe. All right. 
You said you wanted, you were going to talk about this for a second. The dynasty owner. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there a little bit. We got I just got a few players to talk about in terms of fantasy this year. Oh yes, real quick. Fantasy players on expiring yeah. contracts. Let's fly through it now. Actually, I love. And by the way, it, when it comes to hockey, I love players on expiring contracts. That's why we're bringing it up. They're awesome. It, it matters. The it, motivation. It is matters. What you're oh about. my god! And it's amazing. The quarterbacks here on expiring contracts. We've talked about two of them. Two sure. Uh, Drew Brees, yeah. uh, Hall of Famer. Philip Rivers, probably a Hall of Famer. Tom Brady's a Hall of Famer. Eli, let's oh, <laughs> uh, not that's even a, go that's there. That's a separate episode. You know, no, you know what? Okay, let me digress here just a little bit. We were having this discussion over dinner. Uh, I just worked uh, the Northern Trust last week for PGA Tour Radio. Over dinner, we were arguing about Hall of Fame golfers yeah. and their careers. And if you go by majors, majors won. And some of them, Brooks Kepka, I'm like, absolutely Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's he's well, he's under 10 wins. Nice in. I said he's won four majors. He's in. He's in. And I said it's not like, um, you know, Andy North won two U.S. Opens. Sorry, not. Uh, Lee Jansen, sorry, not. You got to win that third one to me. You got to win three majors. Jordan Spieth, Hall of Famer. He's in. Doesn't If he doesn't win another tournament, still in. Same thing with Kepka. Doesn't win another tournament, he's still in, in my opinion. It used to matter. Eli Manning, two Super Bowls. I Boy, you look at his career. Stuff, but a but he, very pedestrian overall well, career. Yeah, but he won two Super Bowls, and it, it used to matter. Arguably, he, the, the, I say he's in. This used to be a two-fold conversation. It was championships, and it was, was he ever, and for how long was he the best player at his position? That used to be the conversation. That used to be the conversation, correct. Because you can't have that conversation with Eli. No. Nope. I don't think no. there was any point in his career where he was the best quarterback in football. I agree. Great. Right. Because of his brother. Probably not even top <laughs> probably not even top five and maybe top eight at any given so year. So if that's still if that's still part of the conversation, then Eli's out. Eli's out. You make a great point. Okay. Quarterback for agency. Now, here's, here's, here's the point about the expiring contracts in the yeah. NFL. Kevin, your point is completely – we've seen it across the board. Is it is it harder to do and less relevant in football in a team setting? Because Jameis Winston may say, I am going out and getting my money this year. I'm going to play the best I've ever played and throws the greatest passes he's ever thrown, and they don't get caught because they don't have a good line and not good receivers, and is it going to matter? Or is it, or is it I'm trying not to get hurt? Is that what, that's is that another where point. That's a, <laughs> no, but that's an even better point. I think. I think it's with with, with quarterbacks. It's more about I got to put up huge numbers, and then as we get down into our running back wide receiver conversation, I think the injuries certainly play. I mean, Melvin Gordon, of course, right? You got Winston Prescott and Mariota. To me, those are the three to focus on because they're in their mid twenties, yeah. right? The other uh, other guys are are older players, end of their careers. Breeze, Rivers, Brady, Eli Manning. I mean, of those three. Is Mariota even going to make the season? Oh, boy, I tell you what. Ryan Tannehill starting to hear whispers good. about that, aren't you? Uh, of those three, the one I like the best is Dak Prescott. Of course. Of course. And, so, and I don't love Dak Prescott either. <laughs> I, I like him. He, I like him. I think I think he's a gamer, man. I, I like Dak Prescott. Should we, should we clarify yesterday, by the way, with Dak Prescott? Yeah, that was uh, the misinformation of the world, huh? Dak Prescott reportedly wants $40 million a year. Have you heard this one yet? Yeah, he turned down $30 million for 40 I'm like, yeah, that sounds fishy. It's fishy. It's, yeah, yeah, and then it's the report started to come out that it was all on mostly un, that it was all untrue. Well, I'll, I'll I'll read my tweet verbatim. You say forty because when it's thirty-two, it looks like Dallas wins. Uh, there you go. Right. Okay. So Dallas probably floats forty. Yeah. Right. Dak's asking for forty, and then when they sign him for thirty-two, even though he's worth twenty-eight. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not worth thirty. Um, but when he signs for thirty-two. You know, which will probably be 28 over the first three years, based on everything we've seen. That's what Wentz's deal is. Is he better than Carson Wentz? He certainly no. wasn't drafted higher than Carson Wentz. No. Is he more durable than Carson Wentz? Yes. Sure. Okay, sure. so maybe he's worth more. I think played. he's worth the same because of that. Sure. Because Th of that. They even themselves out. I think that's right. So 32 is about right. But when you say 40 and it's 32, it looks like Dallas wins. And, De and Jerry Jones needs to win. Right? You know, it's like uh, going to buy pants now. They're a little more flex, you know. <laughs> if they say 36, but they're really a 38, yeah. you'd be both win. Everybody wins. <laughs> you know, this wouldn't, been, this wouldn't have been – I wouldn't have had to clarify this report yesterday if they would have said 36. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Like, you're 5 million more than Russell William, William you're Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, right. Air quotes, Tom Brady. Sure. Right? You're, you're worth 5 million more than those guys, Dak Prescott. Patrick Mahomes next year, different conversation. Yeah. But running backs. Just to clarify. Uh, this is an interesting one because Man. you have 
You have uh, LaShawn McCoy in there, who's 31, whom yeah. you know we've said on the show many times the Bills should uh, cut ties. Uh, Lamar Miller's 28, but then you got uh, Melvin Gordon, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Jordan Howard, Some all 24, Young. 25 years old. Yeah, Jordan Howard's 24. Right. Man, taking uh, got a lot of tread on the taking a lot of miles on there. We right? all, yeah. Jordan Howard is one of those in guys. Chicago, though. I really like him in Philadelphia. Do we all love sleeper. Melvin Gordon the best out of this group? Yeah, you have to. Right? I think you have to. Derrick Henry's intriguing because he just, I mean, I would yeah. hate to try to tackle that guy. Oh, my gosh. Derek, Huge. Uh, he might be one of the best running backs in football this year. Yeah. I think he I think he actually figured it out. You know, he had a really strong last second or second half to last season. I think he figured it out down there. So we'll see. By but, the way, I saw Saquon Barkley in person. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of thoroughbreds, huh? Holy smokes. <laughs> he's more like a Clydesdale that runs like a thoroughbred. It's incredible how he was wearing track shorts, and his muscles were just, you know, thigh muscles were just bounding out of him. I was like, oh, my gosh. And he's, he's like 5'11". He's a big, big guy, real he's, big guy. He's a... He's arguably the consensus number one overall fantasy player right now. Yeah, I can I can see why. Adam Mahomes for most people. Oh yeah, you pick, yeah. It's it's all about running just backs. Just because right of the now. position. Yeah. There's just there's a lot. I mean, Dak Prescott's a pretty good quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can get him in the you know ninth True. round. True, yeah. <laughs> an exciting player. Uh, anything up on him, Gordon? Any anything news? Nothing. Um, I mean, obviously the big one to watch now was Week Ten. That's where you lose your salary for the year. So if he's going to hold out, if, he, if this thing's going to go into the regular season, which with him I don't think it will. I really don't. I think he's going to come back and play some football, but maybe not the best fantasy choice this year because he's going to be he's going to be containing himself from injury. He's going to be. I mean, that's just smart business for him. So yeah. maybe not the best fantasy option this year if you're looking for a you know a thoroughbred running back like we're, like we're talking about here. Wide receivers: Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Robbie Anderson, Adrian Green, who I, I want to talk about. Yeah, uh, Geronimo Allison, Devin Funchess. And Emmanuel Sanders. I think Allison's a sleeper name on this list, don't you think? Sure. Heard that Inspiring said by contract. a lot of people. I mean, that's yeah. just a nice offense that's going to click eventually. You know, when they throw a long pass, they, they should be yelling, Geronimo! <laughs> right? Anyhow, I'm just thinking the play-by-play in there. We'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Why? It's fantastic. <laughs> A.J. Green, though, already an injury. Again. Right? right? Yeah. Again. He's 32. Boy, boy, he's a not great the year to be player, but it's the injuries have started again. You know, have started to become a big factor for him. Yeah, and Tyler Boyd just got an extension there. It, this it, the tea leaves are on the wall there, right? No, they certainly are. And, and you know, he's a player that. Well, I look at Emmanuel Sanders in Denver, right? I mean, this guy was great in his early twenties. Yeah. He's a good player coming off a nasty injury, right? Yep. Yeah, Achilles with with him, yeah. yeah. 33. Yeah, we'll see on that one. Tyreek Hill, boy, the, the, you know, uh, uh, unbelievable game breaker yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you, you heard the explanation. Sure. Right? Yeah. Teaching his son how to box. Yeah. Sure. By the way, did you notice okay. that his supposed drafted replacement had a couple of really big plays in their preseason over Hardman from Georgia? I, now, how does that impact Tyreek Hill? From a fantasy leverage? standpoint, it's going, it's going to impact him. From a fantasy standpoint. How yeah. about from a contract from leverage a, standpoint? Um, no, it shouldn't. Okay, because I think everybody understands that Sammy Watkins' numbers coming off the books, the books next year, right? So that's the re- that's the replacement that Tyreek Hill can be. I mean, that's sixteen million plus right there. So I, uh, I I do think Hill will be the veteran receiver on that team. Conley's already gone, so they're going to need somebody, and they're going to need to pay somebody at that point. Even though, look at we are ten months away from Patrick Mahomes' time. Yes, and that is going to be some kind of time. I, I think Mahomes forty million. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Just a, a great player. Uh, and, you know, I think we'll see it again this year, whomever he throws a football to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Funches, by the way. It, Look, it, uh, looks good, doesn't he, in that yes. offense? Yes, he does. Looks good. Um, got the quarterback. Buyer beware with Funches and T.Y. Hilton, though, because if Andrew Luck is not healthy. Correct. Jacoby Brissetti and Andrew Luck. As I was just breaking, say, breaking news. I was going to say, if Luck can play, I, I love Devin Funches as a, a fantasy pickup receiver. Like one of the, you know. Doesn't it seem like this is another iteration of Andrew Luck's injury being worse than. They're, they're just not talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Right? This is just dragging on and dragging on, and now we're into August 13th. It just seems like this is going to be a and, thing. And tell me that everybody's mind doesn't drift to Kevin Durant when you hear that he's struggling with a calf injury. They, they, they made the, the connection. 
Yeah. They brought it up. <laughs> By the way, do we see Durant said this wasn't on the Warriors? I had already targeted game five. Crazy. Coming back. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, how about another really intriguing guy as we shift positions? I think Hunter Henry is a guy that another people one. have forgotten about Injuries. because he missed almost all of last year. And particularly if Melvin Gordon isn't there and they're not a red zone running team, yeah. Hunter Henry could be monstrous this year with Phillip Rivers. Yeah, no Antonio Gates, And, and right? we're right. Remember, what, yeah. remember the Gates... The, the Gates Rivers connection. Yeah, there's no question that he's go, you know he he's an all in buy tight end right now. Even, even with the injury history, um, he's the sixth ranked tight end and consensusly in fantasy right now. He's 25 years old and he's on an expiring contract. What else do you want? I mean, he should be a murderer out there. He should be he should be have huge huge numbers. Eric Ebron with Indianapolis again counts on the luck thing. A guy that I, boy I started a lot last year yeah. and. Uh, was disappointed with. See, see, I'm not sure on that point, Kevin. I, I wonder. Ebert? I wonder if an a Jacoby Brissett run offense needs a tight end more. Well, they they all need him. I'm just I'm saying, saying a, a lesser skilled quarterback would we'll be wanting on the tight end more. More, yeah. You know, didn't rely on the tight end more. Much to my fantasy disappointment last year was uh, the Atlanta Falcons yeah. and Austin Hooper. This this kid's gonna break out. Everybody, well, he didn't break out last it. year. I can tell you that he's gonna break out. He all the signs are pointing <laughs> towards it. Uh, he's he's certainly a name to watch right there. That look, that offense can't be as bad as it was last year. Okay, there's no way that team's that bad. There's no. Is I, it me or does that does, does Ryan and that offense go from great to bad every other like year. every other year? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. This is the year they break out again, right? Yep. Jack Doyle also Indianapolis, which might be a yeah. reason to stay away from Ebron because they've got two <laughs> tight ends there. Yeah. Uh, with AJ Green injury, Tyler Eifert looks really good, but he always struggles yeah. to stay healthy. I know, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, Cincinnati's banged up. There's they, a lot of you know a lot of question marks with the Bengals all the way their around. Their left tackle's right? gone. Their wide receivers. New gone. coaching staff. You know, I think that, that there, you got to think there's a lot of changes coming, and Andy Dalton may or may not be a part of that at some point. But there's all you know with Green, they're going to have to move on from Green. There's a lot of changes coming in Cincinnati. No so question. we're staying away from Bengals in our drafts. I, I think that's about right. Maybe the running back, right? Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon, I think could, Mixon, be, yeah. could yeah. be a monster this year. Yeah. 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 All right, NFL wrap up here with. NFL versus NBA money. Yeah, I think which, it's time. Which is interesting. You're going to fan yeah. the flames of this thing again? The, the, reason, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we've had some discussions about the CBA coming for the NFL and, and how things could change, even though I'm I'm becoming more and more pessimistic about anything really changing. The only thing I really think might change is Joel Corey's suggestion of franchise tags being increased in value to make it harder to use. To make them less desirable. To, make it, to, to make it... Right now, they're being used as a placeholder, and I think that's incorrect. I think they should be used as a, we really want you here. We just need to see it. And we're willing to take a $27 million cap hit to do it. Right now, especially with like a safety at $13 million, Look at We just had four safeties signed for $14 million plus a year. So that, that's not going to work. They, they should always be above... Way the, above. The, the, I think the, the point is the, the going rate. Above. Right, yeah. Yeah, way because above. the player doesn't have the option to negotiate right. the long-term deal sure. with the guaranteed bonus money. That's the argument on the player side of things where, hey, all right, if you can use a franchise tag, it should be more yeah. so it works out for, uh, you know, way it's an incentive for teams to negotiate a longer contract well, with a lower cap hit. Let me let right? me amend that, too, because there's a lot of questions coming up with Jadavian Clowney. Excuse me. Right now, if Jadavian Clowney gets traded... Because that July 15th deadline has passed, you can only sign him to a one-year deal. Either keep him on the tag or give him a more expensive deal on the one year. But he cannot sign a contract past December 30th, 2019. That's got to change, too. So he becomes a free agent. That's got to change, too. Yeah, but he can only be on a one-year deal is my point. Right. Even if he gets yeah, changed no team's going to want to make right. that kind of a deal. Right. That's got to change. A franchise tag player that gets traded should be able to renegotiate a multi-year deal with a new team. Sure, because that team w would have a different outlook. Yeah, they're not giving uh, right? up a first-round pick a for a guy light. that they may not have passed that. Excellent. Point. Anyway, CBA changes are coming. I don't know how much they're going to come, but I think it's a good argument or discussion to have with the what the NBA has done structurally with their with their contracts versus what the NFL has done because it's in a lot of cases it's pretty close. Like the rookie. When I broke down the rookie wage scales for both. It's pretty darn close, all right? I mean, the, the, the NBA rookie wage scale is two years guaranteed. Now, let's speak first-rounders. I mean, that's, sure. where, that's where the pudding is, right? First-round rookies in, in the NBA, two years fully guaranteed, two club options, and then a restricted tender for a fifth. Generally speaking, you never get to that fifth year. They're extended after the third year, which is just like the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is in his third year. When he completes 2019, he'll be eligible for an extension, just like Ben Simmons 
that's the latest NBA contract, completed his third year in 2018, got the big extension. Here's where it's different. Uh, I got a couple of notes here, actually. Of the 2016 first-rounders, 18 of them had their fifth-year option exercised. That's too many. There's too many guys getting to the fifth-year option, in my opinion. There's only one 2016 first-rounder who's got a contract, and it's Carson Wentz. Only Hmm. one. Out of 32 first-round picks in 2016, only one of them this offseason got extended. That's not good. That means the rookie wage scale is being abused, in my opinion. You're letting, you're letting these contracts play out, which I guess that's not abuse. You're just going with the structure. Right. But from a player standpoint, good players, first-round picks who play well, should, should ex- expect to be extended after the third year. And it's not happening. So that's broken, in my opinion, from a player side. That, that should be a, a point of contention for players because in the NBA, that is happening. Those players are getting immediate contracts because there's money available, there's salary cap available, the luxury tax is all being worked in, in nicely, and maybe that's some, something else to discuss. I don't want to go there today, but there's a, for some reason, NFL players are not being extended when they're first eligible, and NBA players are. That's a big difference. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's uh, simple, the wear and tear of the sport yep. in football. There's more risk to signing the guy long term. Is there, though? Sure. Wouldn't you rather sign a guy when he's 25? Because you know you're going to get his best years. That's the point. That's the point well, I'm Maybe you already here. got his best years. I, yeah, that's a good point, I think, too. I think the lifespan of an NFL player versus the financial structure of the league is completely off right now. You should be dying to pay a guy at 25. Dying to. And the rookie wage scale is bleeding into the prime years of a player. Some 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 yeah, players. No, I, I, I mean, Mahomes' prime year is twenty. Right. I, I don't. <laughs> so, I don't disagree with. with, with what you're, you're almost saying, saying it should be like a three years. Like the rookie deal should be three years for NFL players because that gets you to about twenty four, twenty five ish. When yeah. now you are going to be at your peak performance and earning ages that you should be compensated for. But yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I, I wonder if it would further squeeze out the. 31, 32-year-old veteran because they got to pay the younger players even more because in order to, to compensate for paying the, the younger players more early, they can't hang on to those guys. they got to draft other players, and, and therefore your seventh round, sixth, seventh-round picks and your free agents, you have more street-free agents playing for you because affordability. And that transitions into your other point, Mike, because we talk so much about positions running back ages, as Kevin pointed out. I thought this was really interesting, and I think this is another be another great discussion for us down the road. The, the NBA is become positionless. Totally. The NFL will never do that, no. or will they? No, but I think a few positions can start to, to merge together, don't you? I mean, we, we've seen transcending But I think it's all negatively ends. for the players. I, I don't. No? Well, do you? Well, that's what we talk about. We talk about running backs as a position. Nobody's going to get second contracts at some point. You have already talked to us about wide receivers, the next position where there's going to be a glut of players that you're just going to draft them, play them, not pay them, because there's 150 other equal guys that can fill the next gap. I was just thinking, you're right about the NBA. It's become the pickup game on Tuesday nights. Totally. Yeah. Right? I mean... No one's a designated point guard. You nope. got one. You got one big brute who gets the rebounds, kicks it out. I'm going to take it up this time and shoot the three. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is position. It is. But it really is. But it is to their benefit. Sure, it is. Because you yes. can no longer value LeBron James as a power forward. Correct. Right. He's everything. Correct. He's Steph Curry. He's well, everything. What's Antetokounmpo? I mean, he's everything. everything. Right. He's everything. So it's to their benefit. I mean, I sit here and I try to value evaluate Ezekiel Elliott. And I have to use Todd Gurley, and I have to use Devontae Freeman. And there's an $8 million gap between their salaries, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's, that's why everything's screwed up right now with that position. There's, you, know, you have to throw Gurley's contract out at this point. So how do we fix that? I don't know. I really don't know. Because, and I'm not sure anybody with, a, you know, with, a, with an eye on this can say right now, but one way that I could see happening is, to your point, Paul, is, is they close, more closely align themselves with wide receivers who are getting paid. Right, and that's going to, to devalue the wide receiver a bit, which is fine. Well, it's fine. I, my question to you again, a topic for another day: Will wide receivers stop getting paid, much like running backs yep. are going to stop getting paid? And it's not because there aren't great ones. Great, great there's always going to be three or four guys at a position that are better and transcendent than everybody else but it's all the rest of them and that's what we're seeing with running back are we going to see that with wide receiver because you're going to have so many guys and the difference between the best 
and the next tier of 50 guys isn't as large as it used to be, Mm -hmm. which is going to change the way guys are paid. Yes, it's going to. All of this is going to happen. I mean, we're going to see what happens with a guy like Ty Montgomery, right, in New York, who's going to do everything. He's going to be that player. I think Le'Veon Bell, also in New York, is going to do everything. There's going to be an iteration of the running back that is going to look more important than we've seen before, right? I mean, Le'Veon Bell is a little old for this, truthfully. Right. So will there be a next wave? Did the five wide receiver running backs drafted in the third round this year, are they going to become the next iteration of Le'Veon Bell? And if they are, that's, gonna, that's going to spur a financial change with that position. It's going to have to because those guys are not just three down backs in an eye formation pounding the ball up the middle or, or, or four-yard you know, spurts outside the tackle. If they have a legitimate role in the passing game, if they can block, all of these things, by the way, are Zeke Elliott. These are all the reasons Zeke Elliott should be paid. But if they if they're become a league full of them, if every team has one of these players, which I think every team is trying to get one, sure, right? they're scouting those kind of players in college. If that wave comes in, and I think maybe we just saw it this year, if, if we get to that point where those guys have to get paid and they're all together, we might have that, that, that rebirth. Well, and, and you bring up two interesting points. They should be paid more because of their increased versatility, right. but if there's plenty of them, supply and demand means they might not get paid as much, and that's ultimately what we're talking about as a running back discussion that we've had numerous times here and that I think we're going to have with wide receivers. Again, should they, they're better than they used to be. They do more things, so thus you would think, well, then they deserve more money, but once again, as the particularly as the numbers and the analytics start to come in and say, well, wait a minute, the difference between the best guy and the 30th guy is not significant enough for me to have to pay the best guy because I can go get number 18, pay him less because there's equal amount of guys there. Let's shift real quick back to the NBA because I, I've thought about this a lot. The NBA has done something which a lot of people love, a lot of people hate, and it's the slotted max contract. Okay, And, and just to quickly understand that, basically that means depending on how many years you've played, right? if you're four to six years experience, your max contract is 25% of the sal- the league salary cap, okay? It jumps to 30% when you, when you hit seven years of experience. It jumps to 35% when it hits 10 years of experience. So, you know, as you, as you get more experience in the league, you're able to max out more, which when you think about it is normal, right? The NFL is also doing that, right? Russell, Russell Wilson has been in the league, you know, nine years, I think. He's just the highest paid quarterback in history. But there wasn't a number for Russell Wilson to get to, you know. It was just well, the last guy got thirty-three, so you know technically he should be right around thirty-five because he's this percentage better than this guy statistically. All the work that I do, which is fine, I, I love to do that stuff. I just wonder, I wonder, does the NBA having those slotted, nice and easy, don't have to think about it numbers, make it more likely that players get them? Did D'Angelo Russell get a max contract because it existed? And nobody had to nobody had to magically create a number for him. Sure, sure. I gotta, think it's yes. got to make the negotiating process easier. So wouldn't the NFL players, even though everything you just said is right, and I don't think Alvin Kamara would get a max running back contract, but but if one existed, if there was a number, if it was, let's say we decided that the max running back should be worth twelve percent of the league salary cap, right? Which is essentially what the franchise tag is, mm-hmm. right? There is some version of a percentage of a, of a number that the franchise tag for each position already exists. So you could just convert that into a max contract percentage positionally. You mean like a true union wage scale? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to say it, but I'm saying it. No. But my, my point is... Everybody out there listening who's in a union, they know, okay, when I start, I make this much per hour. That's right. I'm going to make this or my salary's this, that's blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And, and I max and out And I know here. the immediate pushback is... Teams are trying to pay less as it is. Why would any team pay to the max ever for a tight end or for a running back? But but I think maybe it's way dumber than that. I think I think it's well the the league has put together these these max contracts. They're slotted. They exist. We should just do that. Why would we sit in negotiations for days with a guy trying to figure out if we can squeak out two million less out of the guy? I I, I wonder if it's that simple and stupid. How about this? How about this? How about 
there should, if anything, there should be a max quarterback number yeah. in the NFL. There's no questioning the value of the position, right? If you have a good one who is good, yeah. there's no debate. Quarterbacks, as you've taught us, quarterbacks are negotiated and paid on a completely different level versus anything else in the NFL. So if if nothing else, and what's our what's the number? It's in it's about twenty to five to thirty percent of the salary cap. No, like, what, what are the? It's what, about what's seventeen percent. Okay, so let's say twenty percent of the yeah. cap is the quarterback number. I think I wouldn't be shocked if NFL teams would say, "Okay, we got one, we like them, let's pay them." It's it's the one position you do pay. It's yeah. the one position you don't hesitate to pay generally, except for maybe Dak Prescott. Um, but mm-hmm. you know that would be super interesting if it was a quarter, and that would eliminate a lot of the angst that comes with being quarterbacks and negotiations and holdouts and all that other stuff. If you're a quarterback and you're legit, and the team thinks you're legit. Okay, that's what I have to pay him. Here's your here it is done. What fun would this show be though? I, I was, know, just, you're I was right. just gonna say, I'm literally you're right. I, I, the more I say it, and I've been saying it for a while now, but the more I say it, I, I I don't like it. I don't like what I'm saying. I just wonder if the reason we see so many max contracts in the NBA is because it exists. How many of those players are actually worth the max? Few, maybe sixty yeah. percent. Yeah, I would say about, maybe I would a little bit about more half. than fifty. Yeah, I, but that's a lot. The of guys one that, the one that you money. just cited, Cousins, is in my mind nowhere, not even close to being a or max. Simmons? Ben Simmons, Simmons. Uh, no, 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 Russell, Russell, oh, Russell. Russell. Yeah, I'm Russell. sorry, oh, Ben Simmons. I was thinking right of Demarco there, yeah. Cousins, right? Um, but yeah, I, I just wonder if because it exists, teams just have relied on it. It's an easy. Uh, they can always make it work. Right. That spins us right back to where we started this, which is guys wouldn't need agents anymore, would they? No, but you know what they need? <laughs> they need financial advisors. They need to figure out what to do with their money. That's why they got to call Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. Again, professional athletes, entertainers, those of you are high earners. Listen, Morgan Stanley help you with your finances and wealth. Learn more. Visit morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. That wraps up our show this week. For Mike Giannetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.